Um, what's this car company's name? BYD. <laughs> what kind of a weird time are we in to where somebody dethrones Tesla and we don't know who they are? Yeah. That's how I was going to make my intro. Someone has finally dethroned Tesla. Wasn't Ford. Wasn't GM. I'm sure it wasn't Ford. <laughs> okay. <clears throat> you ready? Yeah, man. We're four and a half minutes into this thing. Go. <laughs> oh, shit. Okay. <clears throat> All right. Hey, what's up, everybody? Uh, welcome to the S3 Podcast. I am Wooly. Dude in the red shirt is Mike Sanders. Um, hope you guys had a good 4th of July weekend. So we're coming back to this after a good few days off, trying to ease back in. But uh, I wrote an article on our website today about uh, some news. The news is that Tesla has lost their top spot as far as being the number one EV producer. Um, and they were taken out by a Chinese company called BYD. You may or probably not have heard of that because I honestly hadn't really heard too much about them until uh, until today when I started looking into it. Um, I don't know. You want me to hand this off to you now or do you want me to keep talking a little bit longer? I'll, I'll jump in here, man. I'm reading the, some of the articles right now. I'm in a little bit delirious. Sorry, everybody. I've been out of commission for a couple of days. I have COVID. That's been a lot of fun. Have uh, or had? Have. Still oh. have. I tested positive, uh, yeah, earlier today, actually. Anyway, it sucks. I'm not sick or anything. It just can't be near my kids or wife. So it just, I've been, you know, holed up here in my castle for a little while Take now. vacation. Yeah, it was cool for about the first day and a half, and then it's just like it's stuffy in here, and I want to get out, and I want to leave, and I can't. I'm in a prison. Um, anyway, okay, let's get to work here, man. BYD, that sounds like something that you would accidentally put into a Pornhub search or something. I, I'm, I've never heard of this company before in my life, but I was told today that they have dethroned Mighty Mighty Tesla. I remember when you first called and told me about this, you were like, Tesla lost the top spot, and I was like, to who? Ford, GM, Dodge, one of the... Volkswagen. Nope. Some Chinese auto manufacturer that no one's ever heard of before. Um, and I got to tell you, I don't agree with their win that they've dubbed themselves here. Because uh, they kind of gave the win to themselves. Now, first of all, I did do a little bit of research on this company. <clears throat> They're funded by Berkshire Hathaway which is our boy, um, Warren Buffett, you know, very, very famous, very rich man who basically just comes in, buys pieces of companies, invests in them, gets them moving in the right direction and gets them popping out massive numbers. Massive numbers doesn't freaking cover it, man. Have you seen what these guys are doing year to year? The first half of 2022, as compared to their first half of 2021, they increased almost 350 percent that is off the charts ridiculous somebody is just treating this company like a furnace for dumping money into because that's the only way you can i mean it is rocket fuel it's the only way you can build a company that fast that's absolutely insane so they're doing something right um but i was looking into it a little bit here and and how do they say it uh 
Oh man, I freaking lost it. What? Ah, uh, here it is. Here it is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They classify it as they sold more new energy vehicles than Tesla. And it says that they sold a total of uh, 641,000 for the first half of this year. So that's a ton of cars. Mm -hmm. 641,000 new energy vehicles. When I read that, and I think a lot of other people immediately went EVs, right? All EVs. Oh, my God, China is really, really taking on the EV thing. Not so much. Uh, because 300 and almost 15,000 of these things were hybrids. So 315,000 of yeah. these cars that they're patting themselves on the back for yeah. have internal combustion engines. They just yeah. have batteries there, to go. There's a lot of gray area I've been finding, um, you know, when you're trying to fudge numbers, you know, as far as like this EV thing goes. Um, what did they call it? New energy vehicles or something. So also nerds will <laughs> call anything with an EV engine or battery an EV, even if it is a hybrid, they don't look at it like a, 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 a gas powered car with an EV motor. They look at it as an EV with a gas powered motor. So, you know what I mean? Like, yes, hybrids are starting to get lumped more into the new era whatever they're calling it so um i yeah that does kind of debunk i guess the tesla's top throne i mean it there's like i said some gray area in there so maybe you know depending on how you phrase it tesla's still number one maybe not if you're counting you know china's counting new air new whatever it is new era EVs, you know, if they're counting hybrids, fine. Um, but then you got to wonder who else beats them. I mean, you know, would a company like Toyota come close if we're counting hybrids or something like that? I don't know. <clears throat> One question I had when you were talking about the 300% uh, increase, I find it curious how they are increasing production by 300 and some odd percent when literally no other car company can deliver a car. Yep. Um, I know that me and you talk about China's in control of the batteries and the minerals and the EV game, and it is becoming more and more clear that China is saving their stuff for China. Can't blame them. You know what I mean? Like, I mean, it wouldn't be my concern to fund somebody else's company, you know? It's like, but it seems to be that that production is there. I know that another thing that potentially could be fishy, and I talked about it in the article, is that, you know, they're attributing uh, Tesla's loss to their, their big giga facility or whatever in Shanghai has been forced recently to shut down again um, due to COVID. Um, For three but, weeks. What's that? Three weeks straight. Yes. But BYD is not shut down. So they're they're saying it's due to population density. I think the Tesla one is in Shanghai and I, I there's multiple of BYD, but I think they're in less dense areas. Um so they're saying that's why that didn't have to get shut down. It begs the question though, is there a little bit of stacking the deck going on? Um, some games going on, you know, oh, well, everybody in this perimeter that we're drawing right around, you know, like Tesla has got to be shut down. But if you're over here, it's wide open. You know what I mean? Um, 
again, I mean, I'm not blaming China for wanting to take care of Chinese companies, but in, in, in the Chinese economy, it's pretty impossible to separate government from business. So, uh, you know, if they're playing the long game, then they could be manipulating some stuff. Um, I don't know. What do you think about that? You think I'm just going down rabbit holes or you think there could be some validity or what? No, there's definitely some validity. You're definitely uh, smelling something that is going on. We do know for a f so first of all, just to lay it out there, there there is no true differentiation between successful business and government when it comes to China. Everybody knows that that is just how it works over there. The Chinese Communist Party basically oversees funds and collects from all. That's how their society works over there. Um, <clears throat> which is why they have a competitive advantage whenever it comes to competing against the rest of the world for two reasons. One, when it comes to their factories and stuff, they pay absolute garbage and they have a ton of automation. So they have limited numbers of workers and the workers that they do have, they pay a very, very, very small amount of money, um, typically with really bad conditions. They're also willing to do the really, really dirty jobs that, uh, you know, other green nations are not really willing to do but will buy it from stuff like that <clears throat> uh but more importantly if, if you're doing business with a chinese company you're essentially doing business with their government too that's just how it works over there but you're not lying you're not wrong here i don't think at least because we we did a little bit of research on this company byd um and we know for a fact that these are the guys who make the batteries for the Ford Mach-E. And what has had a ton of problems lately, and all of a sudden now they can't get the stuff to make the batteries, and they're having issues with the ones that they have, and the prices have gone up astronomically on them, the batteries for the Mach-E, which these guys are sole proprietors for. Yeah. So, I mean, yeah, I think that's a, where there's smoke, there's yeah. fire situation because it seems like they've got no problem at all making it for their own evs and their own hybrids but whenever it comes to an american company needing it they're just like ah pay more get less piss off get to the back of the line that seems to be what's going on here yeah um in previous podcasts and articles we've written like ford right now is experiencing a lot of hardships with the maki um First and foremost, there's been a recall, recall on the car, so they can't sell it right now anyway. But I was kind of wondering if that recall was kind of a crutch because previous to that, they were really complaining and concerned about the cost of their battery. It's funny because they're talking about it, but you can tell they're trying to cover some of the, the dirty stuff up. But the cost of the battery has apparently skyrocketed. Everything has skyrocketed because everything's going through inflation. But separate to inflation, they are increasing the price of this battery. Now, this is a battery that's needed for the Mach-E. The Mach-E is a car that Ford has already put a bunch of money into in research and development and basically stood on, on platforms and said, this is the future of the company. Well, now China has leverage. I say China, BYD, China, and or both, whatever. They have this leverage and they are upping the cost. Okay, so now the battery's this much now this month. Sorry, Ford, you gotta pay it. And it's gotten to a point where the Mach-E is no longer profitable. It's a really expensive, basic-ass transportation car as far as I'm concerned. 
and it's not even profitable for them, and it's the car that they've been marketing as the future of the brand. So, like, Ford is, is you know, stepped in some serious shit, and I don't think that they really know how to handle it yet, but what we're seeing from BYD in China is their own production is up 300%. Meanwhile, they're not giving the batteries to Ford, at least not for what we would call a reasonable price, but they don't have to. We have created this situation to where Ford and GM and these guys have made themselves dependent on Chinese companies for these materials. Like that was a stupid business move. And so they're having to pay the repercussions for that now. Um, and, and yeah, I mean, us doing our research is just kind of drawing these conclusions. I haven't seen that posted. This was stuff that, again, I was going down rabbit holes and I was going, that's funny. So this BYD is a giant maker of batteries. I wonder who makes the Mach-E battery. Oh, wouldn't you know, it's BYD. Well, it's funny that they seem to be the number one you know, EV manufacturer, at least in China right now, and trying to take over this, you know, automotive game while we're in this transition period, you're in a vulnerable state, you know what I mean? Like, while everybody's trying to transition to EV, and, and they're seizing that opportunity, man, and it's just plain as day to me when I'm looking at this stuff. Um, I mean, dude, it's a smart play by mm -hmm. the, you are a Chinese company or the Chinese government, and you want to become a serious player in the automotive industry, have you ever had an opportunity more cherry picked and more put on a silver platter for you than this? I am not mad at China. I'm mad <clears throat> at America, you know, for, for being this freaking gullible and for to, to take something that wasn't broken for all intents and purposes, it wasn't broken. They're talking about, they want to be more like Tesla. Tesla was 6% of the market. You know, like they were the rest of it. <laughs> Why would you give up what you were to be like a very, very small niche? Granted, it's growing, but they got so fixated on that that they made a lot of stupid moves. And in the process, I think they're really going to screw Tesla, unfortunately, because Tesla can thrive and exist and be profitable when they are that 6 to 10%. But now you've got 100% of automotive companies competing for these resources that Elon Musk used to be able or used to be able to get. He's had to raise the price of his cars, I think, like six grand this past month or something. Like this is all normally news takes like years to play out and people lose interest. This is happening fast. Um, there was <clears throat> something I read, and it had been it's been like a decade. It's been like 10 or 11 years, but. Somebody had asked Elon Musk 10 years ago about BYD, and his response was literally laughter. Like, he was like, come on, the cars are ugly and they're way behind us or whatever. And now, apparently, BYD is saying, oh, no, we love Elon Musk, and we've passed all that over. In fact, we're going to start making batteries for him, to which him and Tesla have not commented. But if that was going on, if, if BYD is starting to make or is going to start manufacturing the batteries for Tesla, it's going to be a matter of months before Tesla is in the same predicament that Ford's in with the Mach-E. This is a strategic play. I mean, this is chess. You know, it's the whole, like, we seem to be playing checkers and China is playing chess here. And it's, it just doesn't make sense to me, dude. Well, it all comes down to rare, valuable resources. 
Um, remember long, long time ago when we first got into the war in the Middle East, um, you know, the most valuable asset that was out there that kind of affected everybody on a day-to-day -day life was oil, which, you know, is gasoline, basically, whenever it's all said and done, whenever you're selling it per barrel and stuff like that. Um, so that's what everybody's fighting for over there was all that oil. And for a very long time, it was, you know, all about the Middle East. And now they've drilled and they found a lot of oil here in the U.S. And, you know, they found it a lot in other countries, too. And as they find it and they, they strike oil in other countries and other spots more and more often, it devalues all that stuff. Well, that's not happening with this cobalt and the, all these other things that are, you know, need to be mined for these EV batteries. Um, they are in massive demand right now, absolutely massive demand. And they're still just figuring out how to mine and where to find all this stuff. So it's, this is going to be a problem for, for a long time. Yeah. I mean, it's being mined in like what, like around the Congo, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, and yeah, so to just to fill you, anybody in, um, from what I've heard, um, and I don't remember exactly where it was, but doing various research, like China was after this, um, I think it was specifically cobalt. It might have been graphite or I don't know. I get, I'm, I'm not a chemist, but I know that cobalt was a big deal because it was worthless until uh, lithium ion batteries or whatever, because basically it can extend the range or the battery life. Um, so China was on this 20 years ago when nobody gave a damn because it wasn't being used in anything but a cell phone and not even really important there. Um, China was on it and I think they were in the Congo and they were, they were mining it there. Um, so now they're, they're on top of it. They played the long game and they got it. But you were talking about problems. Here is another freaking problem, potentially, potentially scandal, potentially problem for BYD is right now there is an open investigation. Hear me out, y'all. An open investigation because where was it? it? It was in some smaller, more remote town of of Hunan, or I don't know how you pronounce it. One of the provinces in China is experiencing health problems that is essentially downwind from one of these big um, manufacturing facilities for BYD. So um, people yeah. are talking. It's the, the Hunan province. Yeah, whatever. Like Hunan chicken. Um, <laughs> so... In all seriousness, uh, these guys are having trouble breathing. Um, uh, a substantial number of their youth are getting like these unexplainable nosebleeds. Um, there's vomiting. Uh, there's uh, there's the obvious complaints of the smell from the factory. So this is not very freaking green. You know, this is ugly, and this is this is bad stuff, and it's potentially causing problems. There's an investigation into it. If they find out that it's causing problems. This now links Ford to health and environmental issues in China and, and people getting sick and, and even dying over there. Meanwhile, Ford is playing this off as the big green zero emissions future, you know, and, and like we said, all the ugly stuff is happening over there. Um, I, that's not good for Ford. Ford should keep their eye on that and probably are and are probably trying to keep it hush hush. Um, but you know, and it also begs the question, is China going to put their people's best interests first? Like, are we going to actually find that this, that this company is causing problems? Are they going to sweep that under the rug? 
I would think that they're going to go, what? No, nothing here, man. It's all good. Um, so I don't know. I mean, that's today's news as far as I'm concerned is that, one, Tesla has arguably been dethroned. Um, two, this Chinese, <laughs> you say no, this Chinese car company is um, making a lot of moves. And the vast majority of Americans don't know who the hell they are, but they're, you know, they're, they're, they're coming. They've got a, a strategy for sure. Um, so go look up BYD. Um, what else? Uh, you know, Ford is using the BYD batteries and having a whole crap ton of problems in production because of those batteries. Uh, American car companies keep talking about all their new EVs, but none of them actually seem to be coming out. Uh, who was it? Was it, shoot, was it, um, Rivian had to delay another year. So another year that's, and that's after a year delay. This is comic relief at this point, yet we're taking it seriously. Like people are considering Rivian like a legitimate car company. I wish we could run our business like that. <laughs> you know, <laughs> like, no, it's it's an embarrassment and the the blame only needs to go as far as everything else does in today's society and that is your local government officials they are the ones who took the automotive industry in america and set it on freaking fire by doing the exact same thing that europe did and said everything sold new by 2035 must be electric it's a great thing to say you sound very poetic and amazing and when you say it, but there is so much R&D. And uh, I mean, there, there's just so much that goes into it. And as you can see, this is what happens when you try to warp speed something that really needs to be poked and prodded and tested properly. The, all, all these problems that we're seeing that are just popping up every single day, this stuff should be happening in a lab in a building that's underground that none of us can ever see. And whenever the final product has been tested enough, that's when they release it to the, the public. Instead, it's all a race to who can make the first truck. I mean, th these guys have got their heads screwed around so freaking backwards right now. Ford can't even make a goddamn Bronco, a fucking Bronco. They cannot even make a gas powered fucking Bronco right now because they're so chasing their tail in this EV shit. And every time they're not doing that, they're telling their CEO to shut the hell up because he keeps saying dumb shit. It's just ridiculous. Look at me. I'm all, I'm all, I was really calm at the beginning of this. It is, dude. It's just freaking stupid. And it, and it, yeah, getting aggravated is the natural response. <laughs> like, this is like when you start paying attention to this stuff, it is just, it, mm -hmm. it is dumb. We say that every time we do a podcast, but. Damn, like I said, dude, it's happening so fast. I'll be able to go online tomorrow and find some news story that just makes you really, are we seeing, like, is that what's happening today? It's just, it's it's truly unbelievable. I think um, I one earlier today. The EU is starting to walk it back a little bit. Did you see that? Where they're basically making it to where, because uh, it was going to be a progressive thing. It's not just like, make whatever the hell you want until 2035, and then all electric. It's like a, a gradual thing. I think in like five years, they expect for half of your vehicles made and sold to be uh, fully EV or something like that. Well, now they basically said that when it comes to, this is the EU, not the US. So the European Union has basically said that um, 
all of the supercar companies, uh, you know, your, your Lamborghini, Ferrari, just stuff like that. They do not have to abide by that. They still have to abide by the 2035 cutoff date, but they can pretty much make whatever the hell that they want between now and then, because they know that these companies are going to go out of freaking business trying to do this. Um, and, and you, you can't put those historical, amazing, modern Marvel companies out of business because of poor politics. And I think they finally understood that. And that's why they're pulling back on it a little bit. And I wouldn't be surprised if they kind of pulled back on other things and got a little bit more lax here and there too. We're gonna have to do it in the US as well. It, you better either get more lax on the rules or else you better go ahead and break out your checkbook and get ready to do another freaking bailout because one of them is going to be needed. Yeah. Um, so just off the cuff, in your opinion, how do the American car companies survive? Do you think that they do? What is your prediction of this? <clears throat> I do think one of one of the big three will go bankrupt. I don't know you which think one. We'll bail them out. Yes, I, they won't go away. They won't go away, but one of them will go bankrupt and will need help getting out. I think that's just a prediction, looking at numbers and kind of bad fear I've got in my head. I, I think one of them will end up in really, really bad trouble, just like GM did in 08. Um, I don't know, man. I don't know. I feel like the government currently kind of has it out for Tesla. I don't know. 100% why, but uh, they seem to be kind of shunning the godfather at the dinner table. Seems really fucking stupid, but I guess it is what it is. Uh, I don't know how this plays out. I, I think we're going to keep seeing a lot of mistakes and a lot of bad PR and a lot of weird sales tactics. Whenever you see companies starting to kind of get introverted with the way that they do business, instead of being big and flamboyant, and I want dealerships and I want salespeople, whenever you see businesses doing big things that involve big investment and spending big money, business is going very, very well. Whenever they start using excuses of, oh, we don't need to market right now, or we don't need salespeople, we're going to do all of our sales online, uh, we don't need dealerships. Whenever you see companies start to do stuff like that, it's red flag central, man. It is bad news. There's a little bit of good thinking to that, and it's easy to point it off of, oh, he's so enlightened. That's the way business is done now. But it's not true. That's not the way big business is done nowadays. Yes, Janine, you can run a coffee shop like that all day long. You cannot run a multi-billion dollar car company like that. It just doesn't work. So I don't know, man. I think bad things are coming. I don't yeah. know how play out for each company, but I, I do think bad things are coming. I've seen, it's funny, this happens in real estate and it happens in car sales. Whenever uh, the salespeople start saying, guys, it's still really hot. Everything is fine. It's not slowing down. Now is the time to get in here. <laughs> like that's exactly when it's starting to slow down. Cause when it is hot, they're not making dumbass posts like that. Um, and Wooly knows his wife owns a real estate company. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I mean, yeah, dude, when it's blowing and going, they're not making posts like that. It's at, it's at the signs of panic where they start going, hey, guys, there's no reason to panic. Yeah, well, yeah, there is. Um, it reminds me of that scene from The Big Short where they're driving around with that real estate agent. And she's just like, oh, it's just the gully. 
everybody here seems just really eager to sell right now. Well, yeah, because it's about to take a bad turn. Yeah, what's interesting to me, and this may be another podcast, but I was reading somewhere else that like, I think 12% of all loans of automotive loans now are over $1,000 a month. Like that is how fast we are dealing. See, you guys, we're not only dealing with inflation, but we're also dealing with just the cost of cars going up. If there, if you took inflation out of the picture altogether, EVs are making the cost of cars go up. Um, and then you take the shortages and then you take inflation. And this is bad news, man. <clears throat> and if you start looking at 12% of vehicle loans are over $1,000 a month, if this economy does tank, people are walking away from these loans. Mm-hmm. Like hundred percent. And yeah, yeah, absolutely. And I mean, that is, that's a lot of money, like a thousand dollars. That's not like a, like, let's just grin and bear it and cut some things out and get through this loan. (laughs) It's like, holy shit. Like we got to walk away from this. And that doesn't include insurance either. You got to count that into the monthly as well. And let's not forget state farm is going to look at it and say, that's an 80, 90, whatever, $120,000 Tesla. That thing's going to be very expensive to insure. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. Well, whatever. Maybe that's another podcast for another day, but because that's a unfathomable thing in itself to think that people are, that it, it we're going to make this the new norm, you know, those kind of car payments or whatever. But I guess if people are willing to accept it, you're damn sure that car manufacturers are going to do it. I mean, I think we saw it just the other day to lease a Ford Mach-E, not to own it, to lease a Ford Mach-E was like, what, $750 a month? Dude, <laughs> I mean, that that's essentially like paying $750 a month for uh, a Ford Edge, if you want to think about it in terms of an internal combustion, just a very flaccid, mm-hmm. nothing sandwich. Mm-hmm. And then at the end of three years, you just get to let them kick you in the balls and take the keys. You don't even need to sell it. Yeah. Doesn't make sense to me, but you know what? People's ignorance and stupidity these days kind of astounds me a lot anyway. So yeah. I don't know, man. People just kind of go with the flow. Um, and yeah. yeah, when they have jobs, they're like, whatever. You know, like it's going to save me in gas and you got to pay to play. But then when those jobs go away, um, it's going to get interesting. But anyway, uh, guess that's all I got. How about you? Anything else? Any final words of wisdom? Not really. Just, uh, no, <laughs> no, it, it, I don't know. My brain's kind of all over the place right now. It, it does remind me a lot of where we're going. The, the 08 crisis, 08, 07, 08 crisis. Um, just you're right, man. Everything is fine until it's not when the bottom drops out. And that's the thing. I think that all this craziness, and all this pressure being put on the automotive manufacturers. If it would have happened mm-hmm. three years ago, it would have been okay because everybody was doing really, really great. You know, if this would have all happened before COVID when the market was just phenomenal and business was good and cars were selling and the prices on everything was going up and up and up and up, like these automotive manufacturers can at that point, they can deal with this kind of thing. But now you're telling them they have to completely change what they've successfully done for God knows how many years. They're also dealing with inflation. 
They're also dealing with, I can't even call it an impending recession anymore. It is officially a recession. We've had two negative quarters in a row. It's a recession. Um, and, and just overall bad morale. And while everybody online who posts too much will tell you you're doing the right thing and EV is the future and blah, 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 I'm really worried of who is actually going to be buying or leasing these vehicles. I think that people are going to quickly find out that once the market truly turns and people start losing jobs, you can't, you just can't afford these freaking EVs. They cost too damn much. And it's not like one of those things where it's like, oh, sticker shock, let's get the dealerships cut out of there. It's like, no, man, the batteries cost too much. It costs way more to make these vehicles because we have to put rare materials into them and it takes longer. Inventory time takes longer. You got transit time. Everything about these vehicles costs more. So you can't take less for it. So what are you gonna do when you're stuck with a whole fleet of vehicles that most people don't want and damn near nobody can afford, that is how companies go out of business. And that's why I think one of the big three is going to end up taking the shot to the face. Yeah. That's all I got. <laughs> I mean, hey, <clears throat> I can I can see that path for sure. Um, all right, guys. Well, appreciate you listening this far. Uh, thank you once again. I'm Wooly. Red shirt dude, it's Mike Sanders. Um, be sure to check us out online, s3mag.com. Um, usually these podcasts <clears throat> are kind of inspired off of articles that we're writing on the website and stuff like that. So if you just want quick, like two minute or less type of reads, um, they are opinionated, they're biased, but you know, we're, we're biased because we're passionate, which is a lot different than being biased because we're paid off <laughs> by, by some advertiser, you know what I mean? Um, <clears throat> so yeah, go check that stuff out. S3mag.com. Thank you for listening and we'll see you next time. See ya. <laughs>